He's a police officer. He and his wife talk about his career in law enforcement, how it's affected their relationship, and what motivates them and their mission with their podcast. Welcome to the Law Enforcement Today radio show. I'm your host. My name's John J. Wiley. In addition to being a radio broadcaster, I'm a retired police sergeant. For the latest news articles and much more, check out our website, letradioshow.com. In the Law Enforcement Today show, we'll be joined by special guests. We'll be talking about their experiences and issues affecting law enforcement officers, first responders, their families, their community, and victims of horrendous crimes. Be sure to like us on Facebook. Our page is Law Enforcement Today Radio Show. Check out the daily articles on our website, letradioshow.com. And while you're there, download our free app. Who can first responders turn to when they need help? Shatterproof at FHE. Providing world-class, exclusive treatment services for first responders suffering from exposure to trauma, PTSD, anxiety, depression, and or substance abuse. For free 24-7 information, call 833-776-1420. That's 833-776-1420. Online at FHEHealth.com. Under programs, you find details about Shatterproof. Calling from California, we have a husband-wife team on the phone, Clint and Ashley Walton. Actually, alphabetically, it should be Ashley and Clint Walton. Uh, that's more appropriate. Thanks for joining us on Law Enforcement Today's show. Hey, how are you doing? Thanks for having us on. It's a pleasure to have both of you here, and thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule. Uh, before we go into details of what to do, I want to say this right away. Ashley and Clint had me on their podcast a short time ago. Their podcast, I believe, is called Tactical Living. Uh, you can find it at all the normal places. Do a Google search for Tactical Living Podcast. It was a pleasure and honor to be on your podcast, and thank you so very much. Honor was absolutely all ours to have you there. Well, part of what was nice about it for me is I don't use the Law Enforcement Today show as a platform to tell my story. I, I tell little bits about what I've been through, but it's primarily about the guest. And when you folks had me on your show, it was more about what my experience was and what I've been through. And I went into not a lot of great detail, but I, I'm glad to have the opportunity. And it's not something I talk about often. Yeah, and you know, we've been stalking your profile for quite some time now, and it struck us that we couldn't find much personal information about you, and not that we went personal during our interview together, but when we admire somebody and we find that connection with them, especially on social media where everything is so fabricated and it's hard to gravitate towards something that genuinely is true, um, I really, I was really honored that you were receptive to coming on to our show because you deserve a space to be able to showcase your story. And we were proud to be able to do that. Well, thank you very much. And it's okay if you say stalking because I have to research people as well. <laughs> and I always tell, trust me, I'm not a stalker. I'm just messaging you because this is what I do. It, it's always kind of a weird bridge. But I want to talk about why you do the podcast, where people get more information, and what your podcast is all about. I've been a police officer for 12 years, and something that I've really experienced is there's not a lot of resources out there for police officers to get to unload. And so it kind of works as a double-sided feature for myself is I get to unload on the podcast about what I've experienced throughout my career, what I've witnessed, what I've had to go through on a personal journey, but also through a professional journey. And it's it's giving other people to share their story and, and really expand further on why 
they are where they are within their agency or within law enforcement. It's not a career that's for everybody. You and I both know that. And for me, I believe it was a vocation. It was a calling I had in high school. And I met people that that came on the job for the benefits, whatever might be, and then either fell in love with it and stayed or they washed out. It's a demanding job. And quite honestly, we want the best people possible to fill the ranks of our, our law enforcement agencies because I always say this, in America, we're pretty lucky. We're one of the few countries in the world you can have a personal family emergency, a, a life-threatening situation, a medical emergency, and you can call 911 and first responders will be there within a matter of moments. And I want them to be on their game. I want them to be really, really good. Yeah, and I love that you pointed that out. And, and Clint made mention of it being like a double, a double release for him. One of the honors for me... Um, I do own Leo Warriors, which is a coaching practice where we work with first responders and military service members. And our podcast is a branch off of that. So I'm able to bring on guests. And often it's in an incredibly intimate setting where we're talking about, you know, PTSD symptoms or CPTSD. And these officers are explaining some some situations where they're recounting them in, in a way to where I can, I can see it, that they're reliving the moments in their head. And I've had many of them at the end when I click that stop button, tell me what a release it was for them just to be able to get it out and to verbalize it. And we're so honored and proud to be able to give people a space to normalize that and to to realize that many people feel that same way. And to have people reach out to us the way that they have, even asking if, if they can be a guest on our show, we're more than open to that. So this is a branch off of Leo Warriors. I, I saw that name before, and you're involved with that, Ashley? Yeah, so I'm the owner of Leo Warriors, and essentially we found that a lot of military service members and first responders and their families, they were complaining about not seeking out help because they were afraid of being ridiculed or even ostracized for saying that there was something wrong with them. And even though there are available services, a lot of them fear the repercussion of having a medical record trail them. And so Clint and myself both did our certification training as coaches at the Human Potential Institute. And I was also able to study under Dr. Mark Atkinson as a psychological fitness specialist. And the cool thing about coaching is if someone doesn't tell us that they're going to hurt themselves or hurt somebody else, we're allowed to have a truly confidential platform where there's no there's no trail of medical records. Well, think, number one, thank you for what you're doing. Uh, I think that's a tremendously underserved segment of our population. And to be totally honest with you, and just my opinion, this is just my opinion only, our, our combat veterans, and in particular, my era was the Vietnam era. I was, I was, I was too young, but they were coming home when I was 16 and they they took the ball and ran with it with this PTSD thing that before that had all kinds of different names. And our military combat segment of population seems to be much more open-minded about it, much more accepting about it, and much more open to treatment. And yet our law enforcement, I can't speak for other first responders, but I hear it's the same with them. Our law enforcement is still, we're like 20, 30 years behind. Yeah, and... I don't understand why. That's something that the military identified that, but we're still stuck in the Stone Age as first responders as to why we shouldn't be doing this. 
absolutely we should be and we should be having these conversations that they they had with each other i want to interrupt real quick for the benefit of anybody that's listening uh, when i say uh first responders i mean law enforcement officers dispatchers emts firefighters corrections and and our military people if you are struggling with post-traumatic stress type disorder symptoms whatever labels forget the labels there's, there's great help out there the Help for Our Heroes program from Transformation Treatment Center, right down the street from us, it's run by veterans and first responders that are clinicians, and it's a separate entity. It's world class. Give them a call. They got all the answers you could ever want, 888-991-9725, or online at helpforourheroes.com. Back to your question or your statement, Clint. I don't know why we are as close-minded as we are. I think a lot of it has to do with workers' comp, I think a lot of it has to do with uh, financial responsibility from our, our departments, our cities, our counties, our states, whatever it might be, worrying about that. But we as brothers and sisters in blue and family members in blue need to be talking to each other. Yeah, and that's exactly right. But we're not. We're, instead of being allowing each other to speak with one another, and I've actually witnessed this firsthand, it's, we're giving each other a hard time because it's uncomfortable. It is and uncomfortable. We need to get past that. Uh, absolutely. And and that's where, in those conversations I've had with those people where they start joking about it or saying, oh, well, that's just too, it's too soft. I go, well, for 10 of you, there's a thousand others who need that help. Absolutely. Who need someone to unload to. Absolutely. And it seems to be ratcheting up, getting worse and worse and worse. And uh, we'll go into some of the reasons why when we return. We are talking with Clint and Ashley Walton. Clint is a police officer in California. Ashley is from Leo Warriors. And together they have the Tactical Living Podcast. This is a Law Enforcement Today show. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. When your job is responding to emergencies and you can only take what you can carry, what do you pack? Good mental health may be the last thing that comes to mind, but it's also critical PPE to have with you in any situation. At FHE Health, we specialize in treating first responders' unique mental health needs. FHE Health's 30-day program equips first responders with the tools they need to be healthy and resilient in their jobs. Our trauma-based therapies and cutting-edge neurotechnologies relieve symptoms like insomnia and anxiety, teach healthy coping skills, and restore brain health faster. Our integrated approach addresses psychiatric and medical issues at the same time for comprehensive healing. Peer group therapy with other first responders provides an added layer of support and connection that boosts the recovery process. Need a hand packing for the next emergency? For better mental health and peak performance, call FHE Health at 833-776-1420. Online at FHEHealth.com. Flintstone Media has been the digital messaging bedrock of several brands and businesses, serving as a highly resourceful podcast production house and consultancy firm for over six years. Work with a leader in the industry and add a new podcast to your brand's content offerings. From show development and setup through recording and distribution, Jemmy will lend her experience launching dozens of podcasts and producing over a thousand episodes, making creating your show a simple and easy turnkey process for you. Visit FlintstoneMedia.com for podcast samples. That's FlintstoneMedia.com. If you've missed past episodes of the Law Enforcement Today radio show, 
Never fear. You can listen to them online as a podcast. Just go to our website, letradioshow.com, where you'll find all the podcast episodes and much more. That's letradioshow.com. Back to our conversation with Ashley and Clint Walton. Clint is a police officer in Southern California and I say middle California, somewhere, doesn't matter. California's a big state. He's over there on the West Coast, all right? And Ashley's there with them. And they have Leo Warriors and the Tactical Living Podcast. I was a guest on their, their podcast recently. It was a big pleasure to be on the air with you. Uh, Clint, you've been in law enforcement, you say, how many years now? About 12 years. It's about the time it was I got hurt and retired, just under 12 years. And I'll, I'll tell you, honestly, uh, when I was a in the academy, I went in at 20, just a couple months before my birthday. And I was a radically different guy when I retired at 33, uh, 32 and change, almost 33 years of age than I was when I started. And I can tell you incidences and, and circumstances and events that had a big impact on me. Were there things in your career so far that have shaped you in ways that you, that people may not understand? You know, throughout my career, I, I worked in a really violent and dangerous city. And it's been, there's been so many instances and, and there's a few instances that I could really pinpoint that kind of changed my trajectory in my career. But after dealing with all those situations where I really uncovered, wow, I would go home every day and just veg out and just watch TV and not actually be at home with Ashley. That's when I realized I was changed. And until I had that recognition a couple of years ago by actually hiring a life coach and, and going through what I went through with, between Ashley and I, because we were, we were on the rocks. And all honestly, Ashley and I, were, we were having a lot of troubles in our relationship. And until I had this moment where I just said, you know what, I don't care what other people think. I don't care about those judgments. I'm going to get the help that I need. And when I uncovered my own truth and uncovered those in- incidents where it wasn't my fault, other people made these decisions. And I learned different tools on how to handle those, those events that I've been through. And I've really uncovered this piece. I, and it sounds kind of woo-woo and stuff, I know, but I, that's the best way to describe it. I have this piece that I know... If I get ramped up in such a tragic incident or even something that just hits home for me, I know I can work through that a lot easier than if I didn't have those resources. And I understand exactly what you're talking about. And it sounds like you're speaking in vague terminology, but the truth is you're not. You you may not be talking about specific incidents that occurred, but I can tell you my first wife, she used to say that I would go on many vacations i would zone out i would come home i would start drinking beer i'd put on the television and you wouldn't hear a peep out of me for a couple hours and i did not intend to start off i didn't i didn't start off that way in our marriage i was very attentive i was very involved in a relationship i was very much involved in in the children being born and, and somewhere after my first daughter was born and the second was on the way I began to collapse and it was when I say collapse it's like someone pulled the rug out from under me it was drastic yeah my my whole 
life changed after becoming a police officer. I became so much more cynical and thought everyone was out to get me. And just there's so much bad and everything we see is bad all the time. So inadvertently, we think everything is bad in the world. And I decided I'm no longer going to look at things that way and start finding more good instead of that bad. That's a great idea. And I knew I knew plenty of guys that they, they still had their hobbies. They still had their pre-police friends. They still did their activities. And at the time, I always thought that was goofy. Now I look back and I'm kind of envious. They were on the right path. Ashley, when this was all going on, did you see a big difference? Did it impact your relationship and your quality of life at home? You know what? You, you would think that there would be something. And I, I know you said that in Clint's terms, things were vague and he didn't have one specific incident where it changed his entire life. And I would agree with that because what happened, we've also been married for almost 12 years, but I didn't marry a police officer. Clint worked in corrections for three years before he went oh, to the wow. academy again Yeah, to become I, a police officer. My hat's off to you because I have no idea how people do corrections office work. I, I, I could not do it. And I said with utmost respect, that is one of the most difficult jobs in the United States. So thank you for that. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, and he, he actually did the math, and he would have been spending more more time in the prison than a life sentence. So he made the, the decision to become an officer. And so the Monday after we were married, he actually started the police academy. And, you know, you're, you're learning. We were brand new. I was 20 years old at the time. Clint's two years older than me. And so we really had to learn this lifestyle while we were getting older and growing into adulthood and learning all of the the tendencies of being married as a couple. And so in saying that, there was a point in time where things become so methodical, especially in this lifestyle, because you have the board changes and, okay, what's your new shift going to be? Okay, let's shift our entire lifestyle once again to recalibrate things so that they fit into your new work schedule. And you just, you, you get used to that and you go through the motions and there are certain events within the department, be it with the union or during the holidays. And you just go and you, you go through the motions of it. And we started to become so numb to the fact that we were adapting into a lifestyle emotionally that didn't fit the needs of us as we developed and matured in our marriage. And that part hit us like a ton of bricks because it was one day where I decided I didn't like this. This isn't what I thought my marriage would look like. And if I can be completely open on your show, and I know that Clint's okay with it, this is something we speak freely about. I actually did a very devious thing as a girl, which we sometimes do, and I did not instigate sexual intimacy with Clint for six weeks straight just to see if he would come to me first. And he didn't. And I knew with full intention that at the end of that six weeks, I was going to have a hard conversation with him. And I brought it to his attention. And that's really what started the ball rolling on us wanting to make changes and make big changes when it came to self-improvement. We needed to improve individually so that we can improve together as a couple. And that's what we did. And about how old were you two when this occurred? This was about two years ago. Mm-hmm. So you were, you're so, still young, a still young couple and young people. So you're talking in terms of what people have been married. I've been married now almost 20 years. And some of the intimacy, I'm not saying it's all the time. I'm not saying the typical jokes you hear all the time. 
But some of the intimacy, sexual or otherwise, tends to fade with time because, quite honestly, it doesn't become a burning priority. We get busy with other things in our lives and you got to make it a priority. I always heard this. and I thought it was stupid the first time I heard it. As many years ago, Oprah Winfrey said, you've got to plan times as a couple to spend time together even for sex. And I thought, if it's not spontaneous, it's not worth it. And it's the absolute truth. If you have children, you've got careers, you got you got to plan time together. Otherwise, it's not going to happen. Yeah, and... In that, it completely transformed for us, and it was just having that conversation, and it's completely shifted. And now we have open conversations. It's not uncomfortable. That's probably the most uncomfortable conversation that you can actually have with your significant other. Yeah, and it's funny because it's so easy for us to get naked in front of somebody, but we can't talk about having sex with one another. And Absolutely. So that, that's a part of of what we teach in our coaching is to be able to break that that cycle because society has told us that that's how it's supposed to be and it's completely backwards. We're going to take a short break. We are talking with Ashley and Clint Walton. They have the Tactical Living Podcast. Clint's also a police officer. Lots of insight, lots of experience heading your way on the Law Enforcement Today Show. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hey, folks, when you have a chance... Check out our Facebook page. Do a search on Facebook for Law Enforcement Today Radio Show. When you get there, click like and follow. As click like and follow Law Enforcement Today Radio Show on Facebook. Are you wondering where you can find more great podcasts? Head to letradioshow.com, click Be Heard, and discover other fantastic podcasts like this one. Also available on our free app, all at letradioshow.com. If you haven't done so already, please download our app. It's 100% free. We got versions for your Android and iPhone devices, 100% free. You can download them today at our website, which is letradioshow.com. That's letradioshow.com. Be sure to get yours today. This is the Law Enforcement Today Show. Joining us on the phone from California, we have Ashley Walton and Clint Walton, a R. A married couple, Clint is a police officer, and they also have the Tactical Living podcast. Uh, we talked a little bit about what mo- motivates you to do this. We'll return that in a moment. Clint, there's a lot of misinformation out there, uh, I think perpetuated primarily by the news media and social media about law enforcement and what law enforcement officers are like. Uh, this is your chance to tell everybody in America one thing that you think they have absolutely got it totally wrong about? We have the biggest hearts probably in this whole country. We love doing what, not only what we do, but we love helping others, even though we're never showcased on that and we don't expect it or look for it. But we love just to genuinely help people. And when those instances present themselves to go out and, I'm figuratively speaking, walk the old lady across the street. That's what we live for. We live for not just being heroes, but it's all the small things. It's going to a school, having a little kid come up to me and give me a hug. That gives me the best feeling I could ever explain. And 
all we're portrayed in the media is all we're using excessive force or shooting people all the time. And, and, and it kills me. It kills me to see that. And, and there are mistakes. People make mistakes. We're human beings. It's going to happen. But if we could really shed a light on the, the good that's behind the badge and not the bad, our, everyone's perspective will shift. Absolutely. Uh, and I think a big part of this is I use this as an example, and I saw it in a news headline just the other day. And what they'll do is they always start the news headline from the actions of the police officer. And they'll say, police officer shoots on our man. And that's where the story starts. When the reality is that's the end of the story. They don't talk about all the decisions the bad guy, the perpetrator, whatever terminology people want to use, emotionally disturbed person. They don't talk about all the decisions they made that led up to this confrontation and all the opportunities they had to comply and disarm the situation. It's always put in a way, this is a bad policeman, is a bad cop, and he's just trigger happy, he or she. And they seem to be equal opportunity offenders when it comes to that. They don't, because it sells, that's why. I do believe that. Mm-hmm. All this has an effect on everybody in the police family, in particular, our spouses. Ashley, here's your opportunity. What's the one thing you would tell people that they, they've got it totally wrong about, police families? Thank you for asking that. And what comes to mind for me is a recent discussion that I had with Kelly Lau from the National Police Wives Association recently. I love Kelly, by the way. Had her on the show. Uh, Her, her husband, Charles. I mean, the best people in the world. Phenomenal. They're amazing. And they share a lot of the same ideologies as Clint and I. And one thing that we've talked about is that um, we had we had made a post together to collaborate on a project and she had posted it in on her Facebook page and it was something that I created along the lines of the seven the seven tips um, for first responder relationships and one of them which is a, a huge one for me is to do your part and when we posted that the feedback that we got was icky <laughs> we'll just put it that way and her and I discussed it more and more. And what a lot of people from the outside don't understand is that when when you're married to a first responder, and I'm just going to use my gender being a female and Clint's a male and him being the first responder, a lot of times there's this perception, if you don't have your own self-confidence and self-worth, that you have to level up in some way to be able to meet their authority and to have your name shown and to not just show up as, as the shadow during events, during family occasions. Everybody always wants to know what's going on in the first responders world. Like, you're a first responder, sir. Like, you have those stories, and I'm sure you've been asked them a million times. Mm-hmm. And what, what people don't always understand is it takes a strong individual to be able to be in a relationship with a first responder because you have to have your own sense of self-worth. And the way to do that is through your, your own activities, your own hobbies, things that gratify you and that make you feel fulfilled so that you don't feel the need to compare yourself and yes so that you have the ability to show up for your spouse as a first responder to do the things that they're merely unable to do because of time constraints that's simply all that it is nothing about that sounds off to me nothing about it sounds even slightly controversial and i post a lot on social media with law enforcement today in a law enforcement radio show and I learned after a while that 
whatever I post, whatever news story is, whatever the article is, whatever captions on there, I don't look at the comments anymore because you could put a, a post up of a beautiful blue sky and say, isn't this beautiful? And someone's going to say something negative and it'll be directed to you personally. And I found myself wanting to defend myself and I don't do defensive well. I go from defensive to offensive pretty quickly. So, <laughs> I, and that's something my wife, it's a good point you brought up, Ashley. My wife, Stephanie, is really, really good. And I met her years after retiring from police work. She's really good at noticing when I get ratcheted up. And when I start getting ratcheted up, she has a way of, I don't want to say being a referee. She has a way of disarming right away and bringing it back to the present and saying, look, you might have needed those skills in the past. It's not today. And she's got her own entity and she's got her own priorities that have nothing to do with me. I'm laughing so much because it's exactly the same between us. I, I get wound up over something like, what the heck, man? Why, why are people being so stupid? And then Ashley goes, they're just people. And, and I see myself getting amped up, amped up and, she, and she always brings me back down. So I love that. And it's a part of the team. I, I really couldn't do – it's funny because I've, I've been retired now longer than I ever did police work. And I couldn't do what I do with the Law Enforcement Today show, with uh, social media, without – the support of my spouse and while she never went through the actual things that i did on the job she still has to deal with the after effects and because they're still there and it's nowhere near like it used to be it's much much better by the way for those listening mm-hmm. it is dramatically better and it's getting better every day but there's still a price i'm still a different guy yeah and i love that you pointed that out and you as you listen to this I'm sure that you've experienced something along the lines of people not understanding that there's a real person behind the profile picture. And when we're able to just conceptualize that real human and to just show some grace with anything that we think we need to post in response, it's really just an outlet. Anytime that I see those complaints or people feeling the need to post any kind of scrutiny online, period, I've learned to just accept it with love and to just smile on the inside for them, really. Well, you're a better person than I am because I've not, <laughs> not quite achieved that point yet. And I'm certainly not ready to sit around a campfire and roast marshmallows and sing Kumbaya with some of these people that I see <laughs> on social media. But, you know, for someone who work who's active law enforcement, you can't post things. You can't respond. You can't mm-hmm. set people straight. And then for anybody who has a business especially a business that is helping and entertaining and informing at the same time like your podcast you can't jump in there and say hey let me tell you something because people do not respond to that do you find actually that you have to deliberately throttle yourself back when you see that i used to jay i I used to quite a bit um i was raised in a home with five brothers and the only girl so my dad taught me to stand up for myself no matter what and in the world of, of social media, and then transferring into business and then a podcast, you really have to weigh the checks and balances when it comes to articulating what your response will be. And I like to do it with a little bit of under, under-level under class <laughs> so that I can still make my point be known, but not make it seem like I'm coming off tacky. There's a fine line between not being a doormat and, and just actively engaging someone and being argumentative. This is the Law Enforcement Today Show. We're going to return to our conversation with Ashley and Clint Walton in just a few moments. Don't go anywhere. 
Miss an episode of Law Enforcement Today? You don't have to anymore because now you can listen to it on Podopolo, the free new app that makes listening anytime, anywhere so easy. Catch up on shows you've missed and chat with John J. Wiley right there too. Download for free on the Apple or Google Play stores. That's Podopolo. And John J. Wiley wants to hear from you inside Podopolo. Has this ever happened to you? You sign up for a free email newsletter, and within hours, you're receiving tons of spam. That won't happen when you subscribe for the free Law Enforcement Today radio show email newsletter. We won't spam you. No more than two emails a week. I promise. All subscribers are automatically entered in all future contests. Sign up at letradioshow.com. Scroll down to the sign-up area. That's letradioshow.com. This is Law Enforcement Show. I'm John J. Wiley, joined by Ashley Walton and Clint Walton. Clint's a police officer in California. Ashley is, I hate to use this term because it sounds as if I'm going to somehow not put priority to what you do. You're a life coach. You have Leo Warriors. You also have a podcast called Tactical Living, which I was a guest on just recently. And all those things are are phenomenal. And you and I both know they require a lot of work. People tend to think that podcasting is quick, easy, and they tend to diminish. That's the word I'm looking for. Diminish the amount of effort goes involved in it. And there's a lot of work, a lot of effort, a lot of promotion. So it's a a full-time job. And do you find, Ashley, that your efforts are appreciated or underappreciated or people are ambivalent? Yeah, thank you for asking me that. I, I would imagine at the beginning, and we've only started our podcast since May of this year, and in the beginning it seemed daunting. I had no idea what I was doing. And eventually, as the podcast evolved, um, we're ranked 224 now on the iTunes charts. Our goal is to make it into the top 100 and we have an entire team that we're working with. We're so grateful to be able to. But what started happening was people would reach out to us and talk to us about something that touched them or that they heard on their show. And similar with this this radio this radio station, when people are consuming this content, it's typically in a very intimate setting, such as driving in their car one-on-one. And when you experience content in that way, there's a level of intimacy that's created. And so when people reach out to me and they explain their stories or they ask to come onto our show or they tell me something that's impacted them throughout their day because of something they heard, it's a true honor. And that lets me know that it's absolutely worth it. I think that's incredible. And I'm sitting here. I'm pretty impressed, to be honest with you. Uh, Clint, I'm not diminishing what you do. I know what it's like to be a police officer. I know what it's like. I know what comes with the territory. Yes, we have new technology nowadays we didn't have back in the day. We have a lot more training, uh, but policing is policing. And dealing with people is dealing with people. What I'm very impressed with is how Ashley decided, look, I want to do this, this, and this, and I want to tell the world about what it's like to be in this police family. And where did you start? Yeah, Clint didn't have a choice in that. <laughs> I, I delegated how things were going to go, and a lot of that stemmed from me deciding to hire my own life coach and invest in myself for the first time in my entire life and to really start to build the foundation around what it was that I, I truly wanted my life to look like. We all have these presumptions of what life will look like one day, and I got fed up with that one day not happening for me. I lost my mom four and a half years ago, and... 
I found my version of spirituality and a higher power. And from that, I allowed myself to just lean into it and to guide me. And I've had such incredible gifts on a spiritual level because of that. And I know Clint says not to get woo-woo. And, you know, I have no problem with getting woo-woo. It's just a, a beautiful thing to be able to have that for the first time in my life. And to find that, that one thing that drives me, and we hear people talk about it all of the time, like find the thing you can wake up every morning and be excited to do. And I finally found that, and I couldn't be more grateful to have. And that's great. By the way, I don't have a problem talking about spirituality. For many of us, myself included, I had to crash and burn before I decided to to reach out in that direction. And I have a very spiritual life. I have a, a, a relationship with a God that I understand I pray quite a bit, I do all those things, and I'm not embarrassed to tell anybody that. And this goes back to the conversation that we had earlier about police and first responders. I can't speak for firefighters, or corrections officers, dispatchers, I know policing. And there's a mindset that I don't need anybody else's help if I'm a police officer. I'm a fixer, I'm supposed to take care of it, I'm not gonna allow anybody else to, to know that I need help. And yet, when we look at sports, we look at the top athletes in the world, and they all have coaches. They all have physical trainers. They have personal trainers. They have psychology trainers. They have spiritual trainers. They have a whole, and they have teammates they rely on to be good at their craft. And yet, for some reason, some some guy like me, or, or woman like me or, or Clint, who's a police officer, thinks I can do this on my own. So to be able to reach out and say, I have accepted spiritual help, I don't find that as a weakness whatsoever. I, you're so right. And, I, I really look at this whole concept is every day we go to work, we put on our bulletproof vest, we put on our belt with our gun. But when we go home, we've already, we've taken, we've taken our uniforms off. We've taken our vest off and, and our belt, but then it's, we're just open. And, but internally that vest is still on. We're still holding that in. And there comes to a point that we need to take that off. Let that pressure go holding everything in that's where it really gets hard because there's only so much you can really internalize before you'll explode and that's what you're seeing more and more out there and and it's it's devastating you know we had someone actually reach out to us this morning and share their story with us and as i was reading what she told me i got the chill i she told me that 20 years ago, she went to a, a carjacking where the mother was killed. And there was a five-year-old little girl left in the car. And after 30, 20 years, that stuck with her. She tracked down that little girl and she reached out to her just to see how she was. She didn't, with no intention behind anything, just to see how her life was going. And the girl just started crying and said her family wouldn't share any of anything about her mom to her. And so she was able to be that window for that little girl who's now 33 years old. And it just made such an impact and made a huge weight lift off of her shoulders, being able to open up to her and do that. And the girl actually called her her guardian angel. And that's, it's such an incredible story just to hear that. And, and that's exactly what we've signed up for in doing 
Leo Warriors and our podcast. It's inspiring others to open up and stop internalizing. I found by doing the radio show here in the podcast that this applies to law enforcement officers, their family members, spouses, survivors of those killed in line of duty. And we've recently started getting some victims uh, of, of horrible crimes that are telling their stories. And out of so much heartache and so much devastation that a lot of these people go through, one thing has been a common denominator with all of them. It, there is a nugget of inspiration that all of them bring to the table that how can you go through horrible things like a police officer? How can you go through horrible things like a, a spouse of a law enforcement officer or first responder and not find something where you can grow from it? And that's one of the things that, that I find very, very gratifying about this show. And that and nobody, anybody listening, doesn't matter where they are, they're in a car in Arizona listening or Texas and they've got their struggles, they've got their problems, they could be school teachers, they could be whatever it is they're doing. They may not be involved with law enforcement at all, but there's some inspiration they can take and they can apply to their life. Yeah, and what we need to recognize, at least for, for me, this has been a hard lesson learned over the past few years, is while we grow up, there's always somebody in our corner. We have our parents, our teachers, our counselors, we have coaches. And then as we grow into adulthood, slowly by slowly, those people drop off. But that doesn't mean that we still don't need somebody to support us in our corner. And it doesn't have to be just our intimate family. I know for the coach that I have personally, there are things that I've shared with him that I hadn't shared with Clint. And that's not because I was holding anything back or or trying to lie to him or not expose something. But it was simply because nobody's ever poked me and prodded in that way by asking me and prompting me with those types of questions before. And it feels good to talk about some things. Let somebody promote you in a way to where you can just cry if you need to i try to do a whole lot of that when i do it i do it in private uh, i'm not saying i don't i've cried many times in police cars where can people get more information about your podcast and subscribe so the best way is on any of the platforms for tactical living you can simply search it and if you want to follow us on social media on any of the platforms it's just at leo warriors l-e-o-w-a-r-r-i-o-r-s Ashley and Clint Walton, thank you so much for what you do. Thanks for coming on Law Enforcement Today Show, and I look forward to collaborating with you in the future. Absolutely. Thank you so much, John. It's been our pleasure, and you inspire us. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I'd like to thank our guests so much for coming on the Law Enforcement Today radio show. The Law Enforcement Today radio show is a nationally syndicated radio show broadcast on numerous stations once a week and growing. If you enjoyed the podcast version of the show, please do me a big favor. Tell a friend. I'll be back in just a couple days with a brand new episode of the Law Enforcement Today radio show and podcast. Until then, this is John J. Wiley. See ya. See ya.